Welcome to Christian Natural Health with naturopathic Dr. Lauren DeVille. Christian Natural Health is the podcast on how to get and stay healthy God's way. You'll hear topics on nutrition, exercise, sleep, avoiding toxicity, meditating on scripture, what supplements to take, stress management, defeating anxiety and worry, how to reconcile Eastern medicine approaches with Christianity and a whole lot more. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lauren. Welcome back to another episode of Christian Natural Health. Today, I am excited to have Royce King with us. Royce has served in ministry for nearly 30 years. She's held leadership roles within the church, including youth group leader, Bible study leader, retreat speaker, and others. Her heart for at-risk populations has always spurred her to serve and mentor women and young girls. Royce King, published author, speaker, and coach, has served start, uh, startups for, and nonprofit organizations who desire to grow in revenue and develop leadership skills since 2012. In this new season of life, Royce is, developing, is serving missionaries around the world and is committed to helping others develop a relationship with Jesus. She and her husband reside in Colorado and have two grown children and a precious granddaughter. She enjoys hiking, traveling, good food, and reading. Welcome, Royce. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Lauren. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So I mostly wanted to uh, talk to you about your book, Unwrapping Your Worth in Christ. So tell us a little bit, like maybe give us a little blurb about what the book is about, and then tell us, you know, what was your inspiration for writing it? Unwrapping Your Worth in Christ, Relishing Moments with God, was birthed out of about 20 years of God teaching me my identity in Christ, because until we understand who we are and whose we are, uh, we tend to fall into things that undervalue us and we don't step into our calling. And I found myself there for about 20 years. And through the course of COVID this last year, I began meditating on those scriptures and having conversations around who we are and who God created us to be with many amazing people. Um, And it just astounded me that so many of us struggle with understanding that message. You know, we say in one form or another, I'm not enough. I'm not smart enough, not funny enough, not skinny enough, not whatever. And Um, We find ourselves saying that in some form or fashion quite frequently, and yet the Word of God tells us that we are enough and that we're wonderfully made and equipped for good works. And when we meditate on His truth, we can learn to overcome those limiting beliefs about who we are. And um, so this this book was really birthed not only out of my own journey, but um, dozens of conversations with other people who also had the same self-talk that I've experienced over the years. Gotcha. And so how did you begin to, or how did you with the Lord begin to break off some of those limiting beliefs? What was your strategy for that? Meditating on his word is really where we find the truth. You know, there are so many popular teachings out there that um, we can wish our way to success and we can say mantras and 
Well, I'm not opposed to those things. The only place that we find the ultimate truth is in God's word. And so that's what I lean on. And that's what I go back to. And that's why this book has the subtitle Relishing Moments with God. Because I think we need that daily dose of spiritual food, just like we do our physical food. You know, sit down for five minutes or 30 minutes with God and meditate on his word and who he has created you to be. Absolutely. So one of the things that I will sometimes like something that kind of God showed me and that I'll kind of share with other people is that he frequently refers to his word as a seed. And like the seed has life in itself, but you have to plant it in order for it to germinate. And it takes time and it takes cultivation and it takes watering. And that's the analogy of the meditation where it will begin to sprout and then eventually bear fruit so that we can see it. But you're right. It absolutely takes time and effort in order to to get that result. So that's awesome. Um, You've worked with a lot of women, you've mentioned, uh, women and young girls and mentoring kinds of uh, capacity. So how have you seen this really reach and change people that you've worked with? Uh, I spent about 10 years doing some equine-assisted learning programs with women and young girls. And what I found was that uh, many of them fell into things like self-harm, domestic violence, uh, dating men that did not see worth in them but were using them. And I believe that all of those behaviors really stem from not knowing that you are valuable and loved and that God created you to be unique and special. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's something that, you know, we all need, but it seems like it's especially important for the heart of a woman to know that she is beloved and that she's valued. Um, do you have any strategies behind, like, how did you come up with a list of verses to meditate on, on this specific topic? How did you come up with this? Well, I looked back through my journal and found quite a few that I had meditated on over the years. And then I was preparing to speak at a women's retreat last year. And God really impressed it upon my heart to look up verses on identity and seeking him. And there were dozens of verses on seeking him. And what I found through that study was the more I pressed into him, the more I sought his face, uh, the more he showed me about my identity in him. And it was interesting that... Scripture mentions several times, seek his face. And I started thinking about, you know, if we lose a dog, I live in the mountains of Colorado and we go hiking and turn them off leash. And, you know, if they were to ever chase after a wild animal and I'd lose my dog, I would seek the dog. But when we seek someone's face, we're really seeking an intimate relationship. We're seeking connection. We're seeking to understand what they're saying with their eyes and their facial expression. And God commands us in scripture to seek his face. And that's so much more different than seeking a lost dog or, you know, if you're a hunter to 
to seek a, an animal to shoot, you're not really seeking their face. And that difference was profound to me. And it just opened up the richness of scripture as I studied my identity in Christ. Mm -hmm. So when you're talking about meditation, for somebody that's new to meditating on scripture, what's your strategy? What would you advise them to do? I would say that we're all created uniquely and individually. And, you know, they're the disc personality types and the Enneagram and Myers-Briggs. And so I don't think there's a one-size-fits-all approach, but I'll share a few of my favorite ways to meditate on God's Word. And then, you know, if you find one that resonates with you or you want to try all of them to see which one works great, if none of them resonate with you, Seek the Lord's face, lean into him because he made you and he knows how you're going to be able to meditate on his word. And um, so I really encourage you to just find a way that works for you. Uh, that being said, some of the things that work for me is to quote scripture or sing praise songs as I hike, because that really connects me to God and quiets my spirit. Um, you know, I'm, I'm such a busy person in my mind that I need to turn off all the other incoming thoughts to be able to connect with the Lord. And going out and hiking and just starting to repeat a line of scripture or a line of a song puts me in the, um, the, the posture to meditate on his word and to hear him. So oftentimes we pray and we give our requests to God and then we walk away. But prayer is really meant to be a dialogue. And if we don't take time to listen to God and his response, we miss what he's saying to us. Lauren, the second thing that has helped me is to read one scripture verse over and over again and to really focus on each word. I happen to be a, um, a lover of language and the written word. And so in Psalm 139.14, it says, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. And I will read that scripture in full, and then I'll take it apart. I will praise you. So I will. I, I am committing to the Lord that I will. And that means I will make it a daily discipline. I will make it a regular habit and praise you. Praise, what does praise mean? And I'll take apart the fullness of praise and look up synonyms and the, the definition in the dictionary. And praise means to adore, to glorify, to give due credit to, to, um, to recognize someone's worth. And so I'm recognizing who God is. But then he ties it back to me in that scripture. And even though I'm adoring him for who he is, he says, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. What does that mean to me? And I will take apart each word or section of this scripture 
and dive into the meaning of each word and then tie it back to what was said previously. And that works for me well as meditation too when I have my Bible in front of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And one of my favorite resources as well is uh, Blue Letter Bible. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that one. Um, but it's where you can look up the Greek or the Hebrew, depending on whether it's the, the New or the Old Testament, and see what the word is, see all the synonyms, see everywhere else that it appears in Scripture to kind of give more richness to, to the various different translations that you might be looking at. Sometimes it makes no difference, but it, sometimes it makes a huge difference in terms of uh, mm-hmm. meaning. So, so yeah, and finding similar Scriptures that say the same thing. Um, one strategy that I really loved for specifically meditating on identity in Christ was reading through Paul's letters and circling every time the word showed up in him or in whom in order to say, because it's every time he does that, it's always talking about what we have in Christ. So that will, and then I compiled all of that and started reading it in the first person to, to begin to you know, let the, that concept sink from head to heart so I could plant it. I found that really helpful as well. And so, very cool. Um, so Absolutely. Um, Lauren, since I pointed to this verse, mm-hmm. uh, can I just share a little bit of my book um, and what I wrote about that verse? I would love it. Go for it. I wrote... Oftentimes, we find ourselves standing in front of a mirror and noticing all of our flaws. We look at the hairs out of place, the wrinkles, the rolls, the scars, the uneven cheekbones or crooked nose, and we wince. Yet God says we are wonderfully made. Have you ever tasted a warm chocolate chip cookie straight out of the oven? Ah, they are wonderfully made. Psalm 139 says we are wonderfully made intricately woven, knitted together. When I hear these words, I imagine my grandmother's quilt sewn in love. Painstaking hours were spent weaving it together in perfect harmony. When God sees you, he sees you are wonderfully made. Why then, when we look in the mirror, do we see flaws? Imagine tomorrow morning when you are standing in front of your mirror, Getting ready for the day and seeing you perfectly formed, beautifully displayed, intricately woven, knitted together as cozy and special as the handmade scarf your grandmother made you. Wonderfully made. Can you imagine it? Can you imagine marveling at your eyes? You see the perfect color and shape shimmering with joy and light. Can you imagine tracing the outline of your face? You see perfection. You see love, joy, peace, and passion radiating from your face. That's what God sees when he looks at you. That's very beautiful. Very cool. And so um, can you describe, like, how did it change you when you got a hold of this? What did that, what did that do for your life? What changed afterwards? <laughs> Again, this has been a journey that God's taught me for years. I grew up as a, a young girl, overweight and unkempt hair and kind of tomboyish. And then I lost all my weight and went to modeling school to validate myself as a beautiful person. And then found that 
you know, outward beauty is defined by man. And, you know, when you're a size two, you're supposed to be beautiful. But even those models realize and look in the mirror and say, oh, gee, I'm not perfect, right? They see all the flaws, even as a size two. And so when you realize that everyone is just like you and picking themselves apart, um, we're seeing ourselves through human eyes, but God doesn't see us that way. He sees us as that beautiful quilt that your grandmother spent hours making for you. He spent time making you and weaving you together with everything you need, both inward and outward, to do what he's called you to do. And we can't, we can't do what he's called us to do when we sit in the mirror every morning and pick ourselves apart and find all of our flaws because we're not rising up to who he's created us to be and what he's called us to. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. Definitely makes sense. And one of the things I like about your book is that you've got all these beautiful photos throughout. Tell us a story behind those. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, we are visual creatures and you look outside and you see the beautiful sky or the mountains or the beach and we admire it and it takes us to a place of tranquility and peace and puts our minds at ease and so as I got a vision for this book I got a vision of a devotional but I wanted something more of a coffee table devotional something that you pick up and look at and you feel that instant peace and that connection to the Lord. And fortunately, I am married to a renowned commercial photographer that um, you've seen his advertising campaigns uh, for years and years and never knew it was him. And he's no, he's no longer a photographer that is doing national commercial ads, but he has fun taking his camera with us on hikes and so um, this was a collaborative effort with my husband to feature his beautiful photos and my um, words that I feel that God gave me as a message to speak to thousands, if not millions of us who don't understand who we are in Christ. Yeah, that's great. I'm so glad you guys got to do that together. My husband does the same thing when we go hiking together. He always has his fancy camera with him. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's an art <laughs> absolutely yeah and you're right there is something about being out in nature I think everyone regardless of what they believe has that sense of you know the it, it kind of puts life into perspective and it gives you a spiritual sense and you, you you can't help but admire God when you're out in nature and that's one of the places where I feel like it's easiest to hear from him I think a lot of people feel that way so, um, is this your first book? Have you ever written anything else before? I have published six books on my own and co-authored several others prior to this. Oh, okay. Uh, however, uh, I've always written about business because as a business coach, I have so much knowledge in my head and I have many business owners struggling asking the same questions. And so I took that knowledge into you know, a $15 book that they could pick up and find the answers that they need to keep their businesses open and thriving during these times. 
So this is my first book that is a foray into the Christian genre. Right. Yeah, I actually am in a similar place. I've written books that are uh, young adult fiction primarily, and then some medical books. But just now I'm starting to write the the scripture retellings that have been on this podcast. So I hear you trying to branch into different genres is, is something of a challenge. So um, where can people who are interested find copies of your book? Oh, God's doing amazing things with this book. I think because it was a message I downloaded from him that he is just getting all the glory and it's being translated into Italian, Creole, and Spanish. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. And there's some um, commercials right now on the Now Network, but I have a website, RoyceKingAuthor.com, where it will connect you to the uh, link on Amazon to order, or you can go directly to Amazon and get it on Kindle or paperback. Wonderful. Well, I will link to that in the show notes. Uh, so that people can go pick up a copy. Is there anything I have not asked you that you want to make sure that you leave with our audience? Uh, I want to leave the message that everyone listening has a calling, and you're so intricately woven. The uh, picture on the cover was chosen because it's a bird, and the um, intricate details of the bark of a tree And when you look at that bird and just marvel at the colors and the lines and the uniqueness of him, remember that God created you with that same uniqueness. That's beautiful. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Royce, for coming on. We really appreciate your time. Thank you, Lauren. I appreciate you having me. I want to take a moment to thank the sponsor of Christian Natural Health, Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked offers at-home finger prick testing for thyroid testing, including TSH, free T3, and free T4. These are the tests that I routinely run for thyroid screening, as well as to make sure current thyroid treatment is correct. If you're not sure if thyroid is a problem, you might consider running these if you're struggling with fatigue, particularly if you have a hard time getting out of bed despite a good night's sleep. Constipation, dry skin, or hair loss is some of the most common symptoms of hypothyroidism. You can order tests for all three, no doctor's order required at trylgc.com slash cnh thyroid. You'll get a package containing lancets for your finger and a test tube for collection of a small amount of blood and a prepaid label to ship it back. Once you receive the results, if you have any questions, you can speak to a nurse practitioner on their team. Again, that link is trylgc.com slash cnh thyroid and enter coupon code cnh20 for 20% off your order. Thanks for listening to Christian Natural Health. This show is run by you, so please write in with topic and guest suggestions for future shows. For more great content, subscribe to Dr. Lauren's blog at www.drlaurendeville.com or follow her on Facebook or Twitter at Dr. Lauren Deville. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to share it with your friends and give us a five-star rating in iTunes. It really helps us to stand out so other people can discover great content as well. Have a great week and God bless you. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. 
Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ.